Graveyards and cemeteries are where our lost loved ones are rested forever. These are places that seemingly hold many spirits, freaky folklore, and strange stories. Welcome back to the swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cemetery and graveyard horror stories. Per usual, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit yours at swampdweller.net. I'd love to share it with everyone here in the swamp. The Graveyard in the Woods by Veronica Hello Swamp Dweller, my name is Veronica, and I am a 21-year-old female. As a child, I grew up in a rural California town called Weimar. In Weimar, there is an old tuberculosis institute with a graveyard about a mile into the woods. There are hundreds of graves, and only about 50 of them have names on them. Anyway, when I was roughly around 8 years old, I used to walk around that graveyard by myself and meet my friend Eleanor, who was also about my age. We loved it because it was so quiet. It was like we had our own little oasis where no one else would be but us. I realized, looking back, that this was a bit weird. There were never any birds, no lizards, or any wildlife. Nothing would ever cross the fence line. After a while, I got bored and decided to sneak out and play with my friend at night one time. When we met up at the graveyard, it was about 11pm. She was already there waiting for me, but something seemed off. She was scared and as I got closer she whispered, Run. Need to run. Whatever you do, don't turn around or it will catch you. I was alarmed by this and asked her if everything was okay. As I said this, she vanished and all I could see was a deer standing about a hundred yards away. As I watched, it looked at me and stood on its hind legs. It was then that it started to, I don't know how to explain it, maybe change. I felt absolute terror as this thing's top head turned humanoid. Its arms were unnaturally long, with talon-like claws. Its face stayed similar to a deer's, but its eyes were blood-red and glowing. Its teeth were long and needle-like. Blood was dripping from its antlers. I was frozen in fear, not knowing what the heck I was looking at. It started to charge at me at an insanely fast pace. I started running, but needed to be faster. It caught up to me very quickly and knocked me to the ground. Then it smiled, this evil grin, and it started to claw at me. Luckily, I rolled out of the way just in time. I managed to get up and start running, but I ran into a tree. I screamed in pain as I fell to the ground again, before I could look back and see this creature coming toward me. Eleanor appeared behind me and started throwing rocks at the creature. It screeched in anger and started chasing her. I took this opportunity to run home. Blood was trailing behind me, and apparently I had hit my head much harder than I thought because I was very woozy and there was blood all over my hands. When I got home, my mother drove me to the ER and I underwent six hours of testing and all that good stuff, got multiple stitches and the nine yards. I have never returned to that unholy place. I don't know if I'll ever go back to that cemetery, but thank you for reading my story. And if anybody has any idea what this creature could have been, please let me know. Living Across from a Cemetery by Pam M. Hey Swamp Dweller, my name is Pam and I'm from North Mississippi. I have a paranormal story to share for you. It's not the most scary, but it's actually kind of creepy. Sometimes, though. 
when I think back on it, it gives me a good laugh. Anyway, I used to live beside an old cemetery when I was a child. Some of these graves were from the 1800s, and they were pretty cool. My house was across the street from the cemetery, and my family and I experienced many events during the 12 years we lived there. We witnessed a large orange, gaseous ball roll out of the cemetery gates and down the street before dissipating. We did learn that many people would see these strange gases rising from the cemetery. It was scary and weird. Also, when returning from dates, my sister would frequently see a man standing beside our house. But when my father would go out and check, there would never be anyone there, and there was never, and there was never any sort of footsteps or any sign that somebody had been standing or walking around the house at all. There were also many nights that the garage door would shake and rattle to the point that it seemed whoever was trying to get into the house would rip the door off the hinges. Again, my dad would go outside and never see a thing. He'd even try slipping around the back of the house in complete darkness, being super quiet to try to sneak up on anybody who may be there. But when my dad would enter the garage, it would go entirely quiet, and there was never a single soul around. Every night, my mom would lay my clothes out for school, but occasionally, I'd have one shoe missing. Everything would be precise as my mother left it the night before, except for that one shoe. We would always find it in the most strange of places. We knew none of us would put it in those areas, because most of the time, none of us could even reach it. But let me get to the funny story, I guess. First, I have to give you a bit of setup. My mom and dad had some great friends who had kids the same age as my sister and me. All their kids had children around our ages, so my dad fixed us a playroom in the basement with all kinds of fun stuff for us kids to do. So one night, while our parents were in the kitchen playing cards, four of us kids were in the basement watching TV, playing on the racetrack or something. This was around 1970, so we didn't have video games, so watching TV or listening to the records was the main activity. It was common knowledge that weird things happened in our house, and we kids were sitting around talking about it. The oldest of the kids was a boy. I'll call him D. D was probably around 15 or 16 years old, and he was the group leader. He was the oldest, and he was the only boy. His sister Mela, who was 14, was there. My sister, who was 13, and myself, who was 8, were telling some of the strange things that had gone on around the house when we all began to hear knocking outside. It sounded like someone was forcefully knocking on the screen door that went into the basement from outside. We told my dad and he checked it out and you guessed it, nothing. So D, being the big bad boy of our group, flopped down in the chair and stated that he was not scared. He said that he didn't believe in ghosts. He then uttered taunting words as if he was speaking to a spirit. But what he said wasn't very nice. I can't recall his exact words, but I remember his sister saying that he'd better hope there's no ghost after all what he said. He then stated that he still would not be scared if someone flung open the door right now. Well, guess what happened? About two seconds after, both the basement door and the door to the house flung open at the same time. Now the screen door pulled out and the wood door pushed in, so there had to be two opposite motions for this to happen and they were both locked. For them to fly open with such force just didn't make any sense. The force was so great both doors nearly came off the hinges. That screen door bent in a weird way, and it never was normal after that, and the doorknob from the wood door was pushed so hard it left a hole in the sheetrock of the wall. So now, there were four of us kids, three girls ages 8 to 15, and one boy, 16, big strong D, knocked all three of us out of his way, 
running out of that room. He was so terrified that he shoved me, my sister, and his sister into a wall to get by us as we all jumped up and ran to our parents. When I got to my dad, Dee was in his mother's lap and Dee was a big old Mississippi boy. That boy, who wasn't scared of ghosts, crawled into his mother's lap quickly after those doors slammed open. We never really figured out what happened, but Dee never again said he didn't believe and never again taunted ghosts. I don't know what was wrong with that house. I have to assume living next to a cemetery caused a lot of weird energy to go down. The Cemetery Stalker by E. Double Addict I've been friends with this guy named Ryan for about eight years now. We met in the fourth grade. We just finished our junior year of high school. He and I have been big fans of random walks, you know, just taking walks and hikes into random areas. We've been doing it for a couple of years now, during the winter, spring, summer, and fall. Safe to say we love taking walks. He lives a few blocks away from a cemetery, and usually we go straight two blocks to get there and take a right down a hill. There's this bridge that we have to cross, then there's the cemetery. It's located on a large hill, so it's pretty visible if you're there. We grew distant during our 8th grade year and didn't hang out very much. I became the popular kid, which was shocking since I have always been an introvert. But anyway, I digress. The point I'm making is we only went on a few walks together that year. As a stroke with luck would have it, we would rekindle our friendship the first year COVID hit. We hung out more and more and talked a lot. We started walking to the cemetery and noticed this yellow sports car was always parked there. We didn't really think much of it. Maybe someone was grieving. It's a cemetery after all. We continued walking there and the yellow car was at the same spot every single time we went. The lights were always turned off. It just sat there for hours at a time. Again, we didn't really think much of it, I guess. After becoming a little more distant my sophomore year, we began hanging out more during the beginning of our junior year. We went to the cemetery like usual, and there was that same yellow car as always. It was just there doing nothing. We both knew it wasn't a worker since the vehicle was parked in the middle of the path he would drive through, not like at a parking lot or on the side of the road or anything. But we still carried on. Fast forward to May of 2022, we were just about to finish our junior year. We went to the cemetery sometime around 9pm. Since I got a job at a pizza place in January, I always worked from 4pm to 8pm every weekday except Thursday. We walked like usual, talking about true crime, how dry our love lives are, and the movies that were coming out soon. This time, however, we noticed the car wasn't there. The cemetery has a lot of hills and stretches out, maybe a few thousand greys with still more room to go. You have to walk up a mountain to get to the main area, actually, and most of the graveyard is still not visible because of the hills. We continue walking to where the car usually parks since we've never actually been there. We continue talking about our lives and just silly nonsense when we noticed a car driving in the path. We didn't think much of it, again, this is a place of grieving, but we saw that it was yellow. When it came close to us, the same type of headlight, same license plate, it was dark then, so we had to rely on our flashlights on our phones to see around. We got a little freaked out but carried on. We walked until the yellow car stopped at its usual place. We stopped roughly 30 feet away from the vehicle for a second with our flashlights on. We heard the door open and footsteps approaching us. We gasped and shut off our phones. We bolted away. We were faster than whoever that was. 
but we knew they were running after us. I asked Ryan in a whisper if he had brought any pepper spray, and of course he wouldn't bring it the one time we would need it. We hid behind big gravestones for a couple of minutes waiting to see if they would run past, but they never did. They must have given up. We waited another couple of minutes, bolted out of the cemetery entirely out of breath, and never looked back. We joked about it a little since before we went into the graveyard, we said, imagine if something terrifying would happen, and speak of the devil. What would have happened to us if they had caught us? What would they have done to us? I don't know. I'm just glad that we took extreme caution when we saw that car. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here to write this. Old Cemetery Hauntings by Rainer G. I've always looked to the paranormal side of things to be mostly plausible. However, I've experienced things here and there since I was a kid that I'm confident can't be explained by science or illusion, but only as something otherworldly. Although nothing I've experienced has ever been necessarily disturbing, they have given me a lot to think about. One of these was the most personal and long-lasting experiences I've ever had, and this took place in May of 2014. Just as some background context, I live in Central Florida. Since it is a very touristy state, of course, towns and other areas like to try and brush over the dark history and even erase it by building over top of it, trying to rewrite the narrative around it to be harmless and seemingly squeaky clean. In reality, Florida is the most southern state you can get. The Klan, Manifest Destiny, Civil War Battles and Skirmishes, Native American Tribe Displacement and Eradication, well... I guess you could say attempted eradication because obviously the Seminoles are the only unconquered people, but I digress. If you ask the right people, some of the popular tourist attractions around me will tell you the truth about the atrocities there. So yes, it's likely that most of this state has some activity. At the time, I was in the seventh grade and throughout the year, I had heard about my friend Bryce who lived out on the beach in a four-story house. He had the entire attic and top floor to himself. The beach would be another 250 yards out from his house, and next to his house was an empty lot followed by an old graveyard, then apartments and housing. The headstones mostly faced towards the beach, but its entrance was towards the street behind it. I believe this graveyard was one of two things, but I can't remember for sure. It was either formerly a slave graveyard from Civil War times that turned into a segregated graveyard until the 1900s, somewhere between 1900 and 1909, or a Native American graveyard from the displacement projects or wars in the 1810s to 1850. I'm leading towards the latter though, because I've never been able to find out more about this graveyard. Bryce had told me about one night he couldn't sleep or something of the sort, and he looked out his window into the pitch black night to see a set of blue, glowing eyes looking at him from the graveyard. I would like to know what time of night it was. This had likely happened because the graveyard was in the process of being built over. They were laying foundations and uprooting the graves. They were just removing the headstones for most of it though. They weren't even actually taking the bodies or the bones and moving them, just the stones. Bryce was also a bit naive, but I never got the impression from him that he'd lie about something like this. I was intrigued and wanted to see it for myself. I finally got my chance on May 14th of 2014 on the last day of actual non-exam filled school. When we went on a field trip to a local theme park and ended the day having a party on the beach at Bryce's house, during this party I made sure to get him to take me over to the side so I could go see it. He left me for a while. I looked at it and took out my for emergencies hand-me-down phone 
and took some pictures as I had seen others do online. I truly regret to this day trespassing onto it and looking at these gravestones remaining. But my 13-year-old self didn't think that nothing could happen, you know? During the time I was taking these pictures, I did notice some people walking by on the street, but I'm sure no one was there by the time I took the pictures and left. I didn't see anyone at the time and went about the party, but when I got home and looked over the pictures, I found that there were three pictures that I took that clearly had a couple of people in them standing near the front of the gates. From the lower quality images, I could just barely make out what, that they looked like Native Americans. They were definitely from the Seminole tribe, which was the leading band of Native Americans who fought during those years previously stated in the beginning of the story. I always planned to move those pictures to a different phone over the last eight years, but only a few weeks ago, back in November, did I remember about these at all. I guess I had deleted these pictures or lost them some time along the way, and of course I know this cliché, but just know they weren't anything special, but I had a weird and genuine strange experience in a graveyard. Stuck in a Graveyard by Anonymous This happened to a friend of mine this past summer and myself. We decided to go to a more miniature graveyard out of town, maybe 20 miles away or so. He wanted to go to his uncle's gravestone and try to talk to him. I believe we did attempt to contact him in some way. We, of course, wouldn't trust just any spirit talking to us, and we didn't. We finished up our visit and eventually made our way back to the parking lot to start the truck, and as I tried to put it into drive, it just wouldn't move. It was not shifting anywhere out of park. Mind you, it's near 2am or so. It's in the middle of the night, pitch black in the middle of nowhere. We don't think about it and go about trying to diagnose the issue with the truck without finding any reasonable problems. At this point, the spirits in the graveyard are mostly leaving us alone. We called our buddy, who was nearly 40 miles out from us, to come pick us up. We both suddenly get this eerie feeling and can almost see all of these spirits in the graveyard start circling us. This was the first time that I had ever felt genuine fear of ghosts. Their energy was radiating negativity and was feeling as if it was growing and growing more powerful the more freaked out we got. I felt like I was being watched by a million eyes. Our friend, thank the lords, picked us up just before 3am hit. I would not want to know what would have happened or what we would have seen if we had been there for any longer, especially with the devil's hour coming very soon. We eventually did get the truck towed to a mechanic who said the damage on the line was going to the transmission and he had not ever seen anything like this before. Not normal wear or tear, it was like something had taken thousands of tiny little nails and were clawing at it. It's definitely interesting. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true graveyard and cemetery horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Or if you're on Reddit, you can go to r slash thedarkswamp. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp and stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to elbow that like button in the face as it helps me grow a ton in the algorithm. If you're new, be sure to subscribe to the channel as that also helps us grow in the algorithm. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those platforms, I would be very grateful if you would give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps us grow. 
If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite pods online. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. I know, I know, it's always so hard to pick, but it helps me pick out better stories in the future and it lets me know what you guys like to see. If you guys are looking for non-stop scary stories from the swamp, you can check out my 24-7 non-stop horror story radio that's streaming on the Swamp Dweller channel every single day and night for you guys to enjoy. Thank you guys, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.